to IEP Radio, a show dedicated to the education of all things indoor environmental quality related. And now here's your host, Michael Schrantz. Hello, everybody, and welcome to IEP Radio. This is episode 18. Today, we're going to be talking with IQ Air and specifically Glory Dolphin Hammes, the CEO of IQ Air. I'm really looking forward to this podcast today. It's a passionate topic of mine. Um, we, we deal in the world of indoor air quality, as you know, and the topic of filtration comes up on a daily basis. And I wanted to dive into the data, the research um, with a company that offers this uh, technology beyond the marketing, beyond the website. We get all that. It's, it's hard to appreciate uh, who's telling the truth, um, who's just marketing uh, certain aspects to get you to purchase a piece of equipment. Um, I have uh, an issue with that. And uh, I wanted to be able to give IQ Air an opportunity to shine and, and show us what they're doing in the background and why their products are delivering um, the types of um, efficiencies that they are claiming. And I would like to say that uh, during my interview today with Glory, that's exactly what she did. She knocked it out of the park. I hope you find that to be the case. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Glory. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I know we spent a little bit of time talking here before we went live. Um, such wonderful things I want to cover with our audience today regarding um, IQ Air. Um, uh, I want to get into a little bit about you and the company just to start this conversation off. But before I did that, I, I wanted just to tell the audience, reason for this, this interview today was I work with a lot of uh, clients around the globe where we, we inevitably get into the topic of air filtration. And um, whether it's a whole house system or it's a portable system, um, some of the big names um, that come up uh, always usually include IQ Air. And I'm a big fan of air filtration, so we'll just set the tone uh, off uh, the right way. Um, but th it's always about the, the data and the science for me. And I thought, what better way to do that uh, then talk to the CEO of the company and get into the data that you guys have done, the research, so that uh, people who are interested or curious about your, your products can understand that there really was and is a lot behind the scenes that is occurring that you guys are not just marketing names like HEPA or things like that without kind of doing your due diligence. So that being said, uh, again, a warm welcome to you on the show. And I'd love if you could give our audience maybe a few minutes uh, to describe IQ Air, its culture, how you got involved, and then uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Thank, thanks again for having me on the show. Um, yeah, IQ Air is a, is a family organization. We actually got started in 1963, and our uh, very first product that we introduced was a residential air filter. And yes, uh, technically, you're, you're correct in using the term air filtration rather than air purification. And that just goes back, I think, to what has become the most common term. And uh, so we've really tried to make it easier on our customers and trying to use the most common terms, uh, terms that they are used to uh, in calling ourselves uh, uh, or calling our products, some of our products, air purifiers. Yeah, but, I get yeah. it. It's, tr it's tricky with the terminology, what people understand uh, right. the term purification from a, um, and I mean this in a good way, a marketing standpoint um, is, is, is understood, uh, gets in the way sometimes with concerns that they have about 
units that actually do promote devices that uh, maybe uh, aim to destroy or oxidize and break down. And there's always been concerns about, you know, does this particular line of products do that? Um, people who I work with who are either really chemically sensitive or they're dealing with other sorts of environmental exposures that are really low dose in nature, sometimes are hesitant to buy products that they think may be creating, or they're, they're hesitant to buy these, these pieces of equipment because they don't know, is it creating a, some sort of a byproduct or an intermediate? Is it going to get off gas something? And right. what I love uh, about your equipment is it doesn't appear that's the case. Yes, um, we have a real strong commitment to have the highest standards when it comes to customer safety. So uh, although uh, it is really an area that is not regulated, uh, consumer uh, air purification that much, um, you can have different products like UV, uh, PCO, and in certain states, not in the state of California anymore, but um, in other states, you can still have um, ozonators. Uh, that generate ozone and, and uh, try to clean the air really with ozone, which is really, in, in our opinion, uh, and probably on the side of, of science, not the right way to go. And so, um, although it's it's not something that's regulated in, in a lot of states, uh, we do want to put our best foot forward and do what's best for uh, the customer, and that is using the safest a form of technology and by filtering out uh, uh, particulates, filtering out uh, chemicals uh, from the air and trapping them rather than going to other uh, forms of technology that uh, include chemical byproducts. Certainly something that I can support. It's not that there might not be a technology out there um, that is purification in nature in terms of this idea to break down or destroy. I think there's just a lot more questions uh, about uh, some of the adverse effects. And I don't claim that um, I would know all that. It's just when we look at chemistry and how you can strip molecules and things down, you start to just, it just goes back to what we were talking about offline before where, you know, when you're dealing with somebody with a chronic Ill illness, usually their life is not described in an equation that's three variables long, X plus Y yeah. equals Z. It's usually X plus 99 other variables equals their right. life. And it ends up being this issue of, well, let's remove as many of the unknowns. And um, there are companies that are out there um, that I think are doing good things. They are doing the research like you guys have with quote unquote purification technology. And I think that there are actual avenues where that technology actually may be a better fit. Maybe it's a budget, budget issue, maybe it's a room issue, maybe there's some unknown, it's a Hail Mary pass. But at any rate, I have seen the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and I think there's companies that represent all of that. What I love about IQ Air is it's, it's really more my wheelhouse of comfort and knowledge. Um, I deal with people who, um, uh, the, they, they have the ability to run filtration equipment uh, in their home. They uh, feel comfortable doing it. And we just don't hear the negative um, complaints uh, symptomatically. So yeah. that being said, and I know I've been talking a lot about chemicals, maybe that's where we'll start today is um, earlier we were talking about um, your multi-gas unit. Um, the, so there's a big thing about you guys are really promoting the term hyperhepa. And I understand that the GC does more than that, but can you really, just for the audience's sake, kind of talk about what that word hyper, people usually know what HEPA means, but what is hyperhepa? Right, hyperhepa, uh, of course, it's, it's uh, one of our marks, but it really 
I believe accurately describes sort of uh, HEPA sort of on steroids uh, in the sense that HEPA is a term that's basically unregulated. And when people hear about HEPA, they're talking usually about 0.3 microns and achieving 99.97% efficiency. But actually, um, it's pretty much so unregulated today. And so uh, companies won't get into trouble at all for misusing uh, that term. So we try to, to really um, take HEPA to another level. And what we've done is um, we've been able to to achieve a standard uh, in terms of hyper-HEPA that's not just about 0.3 microns, but it's about the smallest particles. What is IQR's ability uh, with different um, products uh, to filter the absolute smallest, pro uh, smallest particle and to filter out uh, basically in terms of what's called worst case scenario, right. also um, in terms of MPPS, basically. And MPPS stands for most penetrating particle size. So when you have a, a test like EN1822, that really is a background for our hyperhepa, it looks at what is the worst case scenario for this filter uh, in terms of any size particle. Uh, because when it comes to mechanical filtration, there is a bell-shaped curve uh, in terms of uh, the worst case scenario, this bell-shaped curve. Uh, the point of the uh, bell-shaped curve is, of course, most penetrating particle size. And it's different for every different type of filter media. So every particular media has its own most penetrating particle size, whether or not that's 0 0.01 microns or 0.4 microns. Uh, it's different and every filter needs to get tested so that uh, it is very clear what that uh, particular micron size is for most penetrating particle size. And so let me catch the audience up because there's a lot of good pearls that you just threw out at the audience. We're going to get into the GC unit itself and how um, IQ Air uses different filters and, and technologies that way depending on the product line and what the client is looking for. But what you're seeing right now on, on the screen, if you're watching, uh, is that curve that Glory was talking about. And yes. I know when we say in plain English, it's still relative to the topic of particle um, removal and all that, so bear with us. But what you're seeing is that there's this general model, and again, Glory did a great job of explaining that it's not even as regulated as it should be, where you know, people think about uh, HEPA being somewhat defined at 0.3 microns. This is a particle size at, and being at 99.97% efficient. And there's a lot of gray area in those numbers. Well, okay. are they, what kind of media were they using to establish that? Is that even accurate? Um, then you get into other issues of uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit down the road, Glory, but about how these filters are actually tested versus, you know, are they testing in the units? themselves to give you real measurements versus something in a laboratory chamber that wasn't really re reflective of the total product that you're giving them. Yeah, the filter may do great, but there's leakies, leaks around the filter media. Exactly. That's an issue. We'll, so we'll get to that in a moment. This, this curve that Glory's showing is, you know, they're showing that at about 0.19 microns, even this um, uh, H11, which is a European grading system of filters, still doing, you know, better than 95 percent efficiency removal of this particulate through a first pass and that that's worst case 
Um, now we understand that the heavier particles get, of course, these are still relatively small at one micron, that eventually they're just going to settle out. And unless there's laminar flow uh, across the room, you're not going to suck that larger particle into the, into the unit. But within its capture zone for larger particles, you can absolutely bet this unit's going to do a great job. And the other point is the other side of the curve where we have lighter particles that uh, through different forces, including Brownian motion, there it is, um, can, can make their way and attach. In fact, the smaller the particle is, ironically, usually the better the efficient the particle can get to or can be removed from the air as this curve indicates. Now, I'm sure somewhere along the way, maybe the, part, the, the curve goes the other direction. But uh, for, for those listening, keep in mind, we're talking about really, really small particles that actually diffuse in the air like smoke that would be more able to be removed. And we can see this. We can document this with particle counters and things of that nature. We know it works. I actually have an IQ Air Health Pro Plus in my son's room uh, where I've used a particle counter. And you turn that thing on, and even though it's looking at 0.3 microns as the smallest size, within minutes, you see that particle size drop. And yeah, it's the poor man's experiment, but it's really nice to see how, how effective it was at reducing those particle levels especially giving uh, the surroundings and the fact that we live in a desert and it's pretty dusty and things of that nature. So question here for, to you, Glory, for the audience is, when we're talking about the GC unit, this is the multi-gas unit. These are for people who typically have a chemical sensitivity. They have a focus, but you're still offering, you know, as this um, uh, independent study um, shows, really great filtration, certainly better than a standard, you know, MERV 8, MERV 11 filter, but you really are focusing on the chemical removal. Now, I know that we didn't have time to get some independent studies into the audience. Um, I'll be sure to try and post that on on the video uh, downstream when we get it from IQ Air, Um, but maybe Glory explain what we're seeing here. There's a lot of different, if I can unhighlight it, there's a lot of different media that you guys are using in the cartridge. Why are you using all these different absorbers? What, what's going on here? Well, yeah, uh, there's different types of chemicals in the air, of course. And uh, every different type of chemical actually needs to have a certain chemical catalyst in order to make that chemical reaction take place. That chemical reaction, actually it's called absorption and it allows this chemical to get trapped within that media, that gas phase media. And so uh, a, in terms of uh, uh, chemistry, you will actually need a catalyst. This catalyst helps to create this chemical reaction so that that particular chemical gets trapped and is removed from the air in the absorbent gas phase media. And, and what we see here, this is the part where you correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're seeing different types of absorbents that um, are available in that filter media of, of the multi-gas because there's different things floating around of different weights and sizes. And if you just had one type of, uh, let's say you just had the uh, activated carbon that you mentioned there at the top. Um, that that may be good for a certain spectrum of chemicals, but you may miss the the stuff to the left and the right of it. That's correct. That's correct. And although we have um, uh, good filtration in the VOC, there are certain parts of the country that are a little bit more humid. And in that particular uh, case where it's more humid, you would want to have uh, a chemical 
um, media, the chem absorber, which will actually help to offset the humidity because humidity, relative humidity actually, uh, in some cases can decrease the likelihood of a chemical reaction. And so that's why uh, every environment is different and, and we need to know what environment we're working in so that we can best trap. These you're trying to create that contrast between the environment and what you're trying to achieve and seems like chemisorber uh, that the helped kind of regulate that that moisture in the air is one way you guys are achieving, achieving it. I didn't even think about that until you said that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, so again, there's really a strong focus uh, with the multi-gas um, to um, remove chemicals. Uh, I can assure you to the audience that not all chemicals are free floating. Some of them will be attached to a particle uh, and those are going to be removed as well. So you're kind of, I don't like the expression killing two birds with one stone, but you're really doing a lot of, there's a lot of synergy going on in the unit uh, or, or call it layers of protection for you, if you will, to yes. uh, last lines of defenses for things to have to go through before it would make it through. And, and I think that IQ Air is modeling that quite well with the GC unit. A big popular unit, of course, um, and we'll step away from some of these studies. I want to get back into them in a moment, but uh, is the Health Pro Plus series. Um, like I said, I have one of those in my son's room. Um, I'm going to navigate your website. Fairly easy to get to. Um, and this one, it's a little bit different in how you guys set it up. I'll let you do the talking since you work for the company, um, but maybe walk them through the pre-filter, why it's a little bit different in terms of its rating system than say the one in the GC, um, the V5 cell, love to get some information on that. And then finally the HEPA, the hyper filter in there. Ab absolutely. So uh, it, there's actually a four stage uh, uh, filtration because the, in the Health Pro Plus, uh, the pre-filter is a very first phase that the air actually goes through. And so that filter is, it's a European filter, it's an F8 filter, and it filters out all of the coarse dust that's in the air. So it does a, an amazing job and actually filters out most of uh, the, I believe about 90% if you're looking at um, part, particulate weight um, of what's actually in the air. So it right. does a really good job with that. And the reason why we, we have to put in that high level of pre-filter is because otherwise, uh, if you have something uh, like the V5 cell, filters, um, a pre-filter helps that in the sense that particulates will clog up the micropores of the activated carbon or the uh, potassium permanganate. And that means that your filter is going to last a whole lot uh, less uh, time-wise because it's been filled up with particulates. And that's pretty expensive media that you don't want to have just filled up uh, with particulates. Yeah, so that's, vouch for that. Yeah, so that, that's really the, the reasoning behind that. Then lastly, you have the stage of the hyper HEPA filter, and that's actually an H12, H13 filter, and it's able to really take out all of what's called a UFPs, uh, so the ultra-fine particles uh, that are in the air to a very, very high level. Um, and I believe this is a, a H12H13, which is rated at 99.5% 
efficiency at the smallest particle sizes. Which again, your guys' particle sizes are more closer to like 0 0.19, 0 0.2 microns versus what may be more of a, I don't even want to use a standard model, but a, a more understood of 0.3 microns. So it's really doing a great job at even smaller particle ranges. And when you even get to 0.3, just, just, just for comparison purposes, you guys are even higher. In fact, you start to creep up into the H14 category if you follow the curve long enough, That's um, which is incredible. I mean, these are super clean room type ratings, uh, which you wouldn't normally find in a, uh, a portable uh, air system for a residential setting. Yes, that, that's correct. And, and really what's special about that is when we test our air purifiers, um, we do test our components, but more importantly, the final numbers that, that, that we give our customers are what's called total system efficiency numbers. Please, so, please knock this one out of the park because I think a lot of companies don't do this. Listen up, this is a good part uh, to the audience. Absolutely. So what's important is not really the component specification. What's important is what the, our customers actually breathe. So when it comes down to it, the air that's coming out of the air purifier, the air that's being circulated within the room is the most important thing. Uh, uh, for us, it's the most important thing for our customers. So when we look at our specifications, our, our ratings, that is really what we focus on. We focus on total system efficiency and we don't focus on the component specifications because what's really important is the quality of the air that people are breathing from our system. And these units are being built by human beings. I mean, certainly there's, there's other manufacturing processes, but the, it's to imply that they're not meant to, they're not going to be perfect, but you guys go again mm -hmm. out of your way to deal with things like bypass. I mean, you might have a filter that performs pretty well. I know that's relative, but if you stick it in a device that's not sealed um, appropriately, um, right. you, you will get bypass and you won't get what they're stating you're getting in their marketing literature. Uh, here on the site right now, you guys talk about 3D Ultra Seal. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that? Yes, 3D Ultra Seal is actually, um, it, it's a patented technology that allows us to use uh, a three-dimensional seal. Usually you've got like a two-dimensional seal uh, that's within an air, air filtration or air purification system. And that's not, uh, that's not sometimes uh, the best route to go because it it's allows bypass to take place. Bypass meaning that air is actually bypassing the filter or bypassing the purification uh, that, that's taking place and is able to go around that. Now, of course, air, of course, will always seek to go through the path of least resistance. And so when you have two-dimensional seals, when you have um, uh, spaces or gaps uh, within the air purification system itself, bypass will occur. There's also something that occurs um, in the design of uh, certain types of air purification systems, and that's called shortcutting. Shortcutting is when the input for an air purifier is too close to the output for the air purifier. And so that means that clean air is constantly being recirculated and not, it's circulated through the air purifier and not throughout the room. So what we do uh, for our uh, system designs is that we put the input as far away from the output as possible 
so that shortcutting doesn't occur. Right. Again, it almost seems like no uh, stone left unturned, uh, which is, um, I think, just reflected even in my own experiences. Um, let's jump back into some of the research that you guys took the time to send to us. Um, we won't have to go too deep. Uh, we, we're covering so much of the, the, the main pearls here. Uh, you guys have other products uh, online. Um, uh, the Atom, the IQ Air Atom is one of them. I've actually, I have a friend who uses one. In fact, I visited his house about a month and a half ago and he had ones there staring at me um, and, uh, you know, kind of set the thing up to where it was kind of blowing right in my face uh, from a little bit of a distance, kind of getting that laminar flow effect. Yes. But independent study yet again uh, from this company. This company, where are they based out of? Do you know that? Is that a fair question? It's a European uh, company. All right. So you guys are shipping your devices and they're finished, you know, the whole product, not just the filter. Um, and they're testing them. Of course, we see this study was done in December of 2017 following the 2009 European standard for, the, for it. And, and, and I'm, I'm trying to save some of the suspense, but what we are seeing is um, an H13 rating, which uh, to kind of put that in some plain English here as I'm staging my screen here, um, is very high. Um, it's the lowest particle, I forgot what the MPPS was here, um, uh, 0 0.0, maybe eight, I'm judging by this number here, I guess I can, oh, there it is, 0 0.07. Um, but that being said, look how sharp it goes up. I mean, you're already over 99.97% efficient um, at that particle range. And when some people think about 0.3, which I've cleverly marked over here, you're already getting into like an H14 rating, which is far above the uh, layman's claim of uh, 0.3 microns, 99.97% efficient. I mean, just incredible particle removal and relying on uh, not the, just the filter itself, but taking advantage of the known physics of how particles behave to get you that efficiency on the backside of the curve. I mean, yeah. this is incredible. It, it's, it's pretty impressive when, when I uh, actually think about it. But again, if we were to look at the HEPA standard, it doesn't tell all of the story. So 0 0.3 microns really isn't, um, for, for most HEPA filters today, is not MPPS. Right, get it. And, and, and nobody really, certainly in the layman, would know that. Um, right. I, I just assumed that the, on, the industry was being honest um, and that that was the most penetrating particle size. You hear it's the, the one that behaves the worst at 0.3 microns, but it's, it was relative to the media that they were using, that what the filter was made of. And if you don't know what it's made of, that may not be the worst uh, behaving particle size. It may be something smaller, as indicated here in your guys' studies. Right. Um, actually, this, this information is about, uh, I think, a little bit more than 30 years old. So uh, scientists did discover about 30 years ago that MPPS was not at 0 0.3 microns. And hence, that's why we've got EN1822. That's why we have other um, ISO standards that focus on finding MPPS, but we haven't yet caught up in the United States yet. So we're I still- I think that's what I'm hearing, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, we, we move a little bit slower because we work through consensus and um, we've got to uh, definitely, as a European company, stay very much so research focused and research oriented. Uh, so we really do fo focus on the latest research. Your research continues on. Um, uh, we jumped uh, 
we've been jumping around on the different units uh, covering the multi-gas, which has um, its chemical removal features. And again, we talked a little bit about the different type of adsorbents and, and we'll try and post any independent studies uh, when we get the opportunity uh, to the audience later on the website so you can get access to that. We've, we've talked about um, now the atom. Uh, there's different models, right? There, there's, there's different sizes. Uh, you wanna talk a moment about that and, and why oh, yeah. someone would choose one or the other? Well, it, it really depends on what particular types of air pollutants you're, you're concerned about. And uh, so we have uh, different types of uh, systems that focus on different types of uh, air pollutants. We also have different types of uh, uh, systems that focus on the car, that may focus on, on the desk if you're at a cubicle and uh, you want to have clean air within just your office for yourself personally. Um, we've got the um, we've got the autumn series for that right now. I think you're, you're we're looking at the autumn car air purifier, which allows people to have uh, the cleanest air really within their automobile, which is which is great. Um, and that combines with a five-in-one. So if you want it in your car, if you want it on your desk, if you want to even take that with you and travel uh, with your air purifier and have it on your hotel nightstand, that's that's also available in the Autumn Five-in-One series. So so am I, am I understanding correct that it, it is similar or the same technology between these two, the desk and the car, it's just a capacity. One's gonna uh, move more air, uh, more filter more, is that correct? That's correct. You can, there's different types of filters in the car, uh, autumn car. It does actually have, in addition to particulate filtration, has gas phase filtration. Oh, inter interesting. So you actually add that part in the uh, car model. Yes, because uh, we feel that uh, within, if you're inside the car, if you're in a major metropolitan area, that's something that you definitely can benefit from. And again, it's all about the and adsorbent. You're not using some sort of a purification technology to manipulate or create a PCOs or ozone or things of that nature. That's not what you guys are promoting. It's really physical removal, ultimately. Yes, absolutely. We really truly believe in using safe technology. And um, we know that uh, a lot of uh, consumers that look at air purifiers, they're actually looking at air purifiers because they, they're sick. And right. they may have allergies, they may have asthma, or they may even have something even worse. And what we want to do is we want to always make sure that we are not adding anything uh, to the air that could possibly harm our customers. We always want to make sure that we're conservative and on the safe side and removing air pollutants and never, never adding air pollutants to the air. The, uh, uh, for the audience, um, there's more research they did send us. We won't spend too much time on it because I think Glory did a great job explaining uh, earlier about the Health Pro Plus and what's available. But the takeaway here is we do have independent studies showing um, efficiency of these, part of these filters uh, that they're using, this Hyper HEPA, the one that I have in my son's room uh, right now, um, really going above and beyond and again, being tested in real life uh, scenarios, meaning in the unit themselves, not Yes. not just a filter component testing, as you'd mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed and, and really, um, I guess the word is comfortable um, supporting this technology to our audience because I think that's what matters. Everyone's always a little bit scared uh, in my past experience of sharing their data. I don't even mean for, for proprietary reasons. That's different. I mean, 
because no one here is trying to solve world peace. We understand that if you are somebody who is listening and you have a chronic illness, um, buying one of these units may not uh, make you better. Uh, it may, it's not going to pay your taxes. Um, but we understand in the indoor air quality community that the idea of removing contaminants from the environment is traditionally considered to be a good thing. Now, we're not trying to create a literal clean room for you. Um, but we would like to, to, to lower that stress that your body is experiencing, especially in some of the more uh, contaminated countries. I mean, we got a lot of things, maybe not right in the U.S., but we got a lot of things good in terms of um, pollution compared to other uh, countries uh, out there. And so, anyways, these are a great unit um, to consider purchasing, which will segue. Actually, I want to talk about one more product line, if you could bear with me, and that's the Perfect 16. Um, these devices that we've been talking about thus far have really been modeled on um, portable pieces that you can take with you. Um, yes. uh, there are homeowners, I've worked with them before, that have a Perfect 16. Maybe talk a little bit about the Perfect 16 and, 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 and why you guys have it designed in the box that you do, uh, what the claim to fame is in terms of particle removal. Right, well, we're, we're really trying to achieve the highest level of filtration that you can have within your system, within an HVAC system. An HVAC system is really limited uh, in terms of pressure drop. So we wanna see how can we create a nearly HEPA system without the pressure drop. And so that's really what the, the thinking, that's what comes behind the Perfect 16 is we actually needed to create a uh, additional what's called surface area so that uh, we had to add on more surface area so that we could really truly achieve high level filtration with an extremely low pressure drop. Our pressure drop is so low, uh, actually our Perfect 16 lasts up to three years without being changed. And I, yes, <laughs> yes, it, it's, I didn't know that. it's pretty amazing. So uh, if you have 50% what's called duty cycle, our, Perfect 16 filters uh, will last about three years. Yeah. And um, that's great because a lot of consumers don't like to change their filters. What a colorful way of that. saying that. I think that's reality though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not as good as we should be. And I would include myself in that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, technically when you read the manufacturer's labels, the standard one inch filter needs to be changed once a month. but Let's, let's be honest, how many of us actually change that filter once a month? Yeah, don't yeah. raise your hand. <laughs> it's true. So I, I have the us. perfect 16, so it's every three years for me. Right, okay, yeah. well, there you go. But, but, but having that forgiveness factor with the amount of surface area that you guys um, create in this box, yeah. and it's not gonna be for everybody. There, there's gonna be places that their, their furnace or you know, air handler is located in a closet with uh, the minimal amount of space, certainly not big enough. But yeah. for those of you who have this option, this is why it's here for you. And, and, the, and the argument could be made is that it's all about trying to, it's like an economies of scale. You're trying to filter out the most and you have a distribution system, AKA your forced air conditioning system with duct work that can distribute this filtered air through the house, certainly more efficient than a portable um, Health Pro Plus. Now, that's not to say that the Health Pro Plus doesn't have the benefit of removing smaller particles. In my case, I, I have my own version. Um, I don't have the room for a Perfect 16, but I would absolutely do it if I had the room. 
what I have is what would be equivalent to, um, you know, maybe in the European numbers, um, an E9 or a, you know, Merv 12 or something filter. But then I complement that with a portable filtration unit, knowing that they can work in harmony together to ultimately lower those particle counts. So if you're somebody out there who has a whole house system is looking to upgrade uh, for chronic improvement, long-term improvement of the air, Perfect 16 is a way to get around the hurdle of resistance. You will hear this only almost every time you deal with an air conditioning company who is afraid to install a higher rated filter because they're afraid and legitimately so that your air conditioning system or your furnace will not be able to operate because the air can't move fast enough through this resistant filter and cause your system to fail in a number of ways. That's one of the things that IQ Air worked on in this design to avoid was create enough surface area to where you really can get away with a lot, including apparently with 50% usage of up to three years yes. without having to change these things. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty darn good. The other thing is that we're coming out with other systems. Um, we have a, a couple more systems that we'll be coming out in uh, with in 2020 um, that are a little bit more flexible. So we might have something even for your particular HVAC system. Well, thanks for teasing us. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of getting ready to wrap up right now. It's been so great with the, the information, the data that you guys were willing to share. Thank you for that. Um, question is, if people are listening and they, and they want to get help, they want to have questions, they maybe not even be ready to buy a unit, but they just want to feel like there's a comfortable place they can go to. What do you recommend? Oh, well, we actually have a, a, a help me choose on our website. So it actually... Gu guide me through this. Is that on the support thing or where do I go here? Well, let, let me see. If you go back uh, to the homepage, I okay, think... we'll do that. Yeah. And if you just scroll down a little bit, there's actually a sort of, oh, okay. So that, oh, okay. I, I'm not sure if you're on the U.S. website. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Sorry about that. If you just go on the globe there. Yeah, sure. Let's the do right, it And then if you just click down to the U.S. website. You want me to click, just click on your, that globe? Oh, oh, click on it. Got it. Well, it doesn't allow me to click, but it says select your country. Okay. There you go. Okay. Let's do it. And you can select the U.S. Okay. Um, right. There it is right in front of my face. <laughs> no worries. Okay. So if you just scroll down, there's something that'll ask you if you want, yeah, help me choose basically. There it is. Okay. And essentially, if you go through that help me choose, you, you, it will kind of oh, do wow. the selection for you. So okay, it, I see. Yeah. So, so people who are having more, this kind of gets semi-specific. Um, Very much so. Got it. And then you, you see primary, secondary, tertiary concerns, and then that's obviously going to lead to a recommendation of what um, unit may be best for you in that scenario. Well, yes. Then it'll ask you what environment you, you want this for, too, after that. So then okay, got it. after it asks you those series of questions, then it will, you'll be able to get, get the recommendation there. Oh, wow. It really gets into yeah. depth, does it? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, this is fantastic, Lori. Thank you very much. Um, and then the final question here, and maybe I know the answer, but I don't want to assume people who are actually interested, ready to purchase equipment. I can go on Google and I can type in IQ Air Health Pro Plus, and sometimes I get you guys, sometimes I don't. What is your recommended way for a, a person to purchase the equipment from you? If, if you just go to IQAir.com, 
that's that's really the best way to find us. And and if you're in the U.S., iCure.com slash U.S. is the best way to find us. Got it. Very good. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, Gloria, uh, Glory, for the uh, information today. It was wonderful. Uh, such an honor for you uh, to share the research in the background, some of which is available um, even with the Purpose 16. I was able to find uh, the research that you had done on it, but it's that transparency that I feel a lot of our uh, clients want, they need. We, we are becoming uh, more and more intelligent, uh, even yes. though sometimes we don't act like it, and we want to know more of the whys. And you guys are doing a great job of explaining the whys and showing why you guys are building a really strong uh, set of products that uh, are working, at least environmentally, we can prove it. Um, and I think there's a strong correlation that this could help improve the indoor air quality for a lot of people in a multitude of situations. So thank you, thank you, thank you for today. And we look forward to uh, speaking with you maybe in the near future when some of your new products come out. Okay, thank, thank you so much. And I, I do have to add, that you've asked some of the most in-depth questions that I've ever been asked actually on an interview. So I really appreciate uh, your level of knowledge and the level of knowledge that, that your listeners are on uh, that you would even ask uh, such detailed in-depth questions. Well, thank you. I was, I was sweating bullets. I'm not going to lie to you because I, I always want to do the right amount of questions and do the right amount of research, but that's the goal on IEP radio. It means a lot for you to give us that compliment. Really, it's here just to educate the public, but it's a two-way street and we're, we're the one way and you're the other and boy, did you deliver. So thank you again and we'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Thanks for Take having me. Take care. Thanks. The content of this show is for informational purposes and represents the sole opinion of the host and its interviewees only. Any reliance on the information provided in this show is done at your own risk. Additional opinions and or research may change our current view of the topics spoken in this show. We do our best to minimize any inaccuracies presented and make legitimate efforts to back all comments with our own field experience, independent literature, or studies that support the topics discussed. This information should not be used to make conclusive decisions regarding your health or exposure. Ultimately, all questions and or concerns regarding your health should be addressed by a qualified physician. Additional exposure concerns and or questions pertaining to the health of your home or building should be addressed by qualified and on-site professionals. Any and all products and services discussed in this show should not be construed as a recommendation, endorsement, or guarantee that their use is appropriate for your situation. In short, we hope this information is of value to you, but please do not act upon it without actual and individual consultation and guidance by professionals who have taken the time and appropriate collection of data to assess your unique situation.